You're listening to Get Out and Drive Podcast with John Custom Car Nerd Meyer and Sean Mr. Sedan Man Cheryl. We'll be bringing you gearheads all the information you never wanted to know about cars and why they should be on the road and not in your garage. Are you ready to get out and drive? We want you to sign up for National Get Out and Drive Day 2021. Head over to getoutanddrive.com to get the link and sign up to receive your free official event decal while supplies last. Don't forget to snag one of the official 2021 event t-shirts while you're there. Join us and others in the U.S. and across the globe as we get out and drive on October 3rd to show our support for National Get Out and Drive Day. And we're back with another episode of Get Out and Drive Podcast. I am Sean, Mr. Sedan Man, Cheryl. I am John, Custom Car Nerd, Meyer. You know, John, uh, diesel engines have seemed to be coming on popular more and more lately. Uh, yep. Uh, really starting to see some uh, motorsports events for diesel uh, vehicles. Mm-hmm. Uh, drag racing. Yes. I mean, people are making diesel trucks and diesel-powered anything mm-hmm. fast nowadays. Oh, yeah. It's incredible, uh, the amount of horsepower that yeah, that can, and, 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 and not over that, torque. horsepower and torque. It's incredible yeah. numbers. And, and, of course... <clears throat> truck pulls mm-hmm. what's what's better in a truck pull than a diesel engine yes you know in my opinion right uh today we've got ron knock who is the president of the national association of diesel motorsports with mm-hmm. us how you doing today ron pretty good how are you guys doing, uh, doing, we're doing well. well so um diesel motorsports i mean that's that's really becoming popular anymore absolutely we've been uh doing this for 14 years so it's gone through at least three changes in the marketplace. And, uh, you know, we have fun with it every year. A uh, lot of young people, you know, originally this sport started out with uh, middle-aged guys. And uh, we started, uh, they wondered, how can we get the, the young people started? Because this was back in early 2000. And uh, I said, well, i tell you what. Our events are on Saturday most of the time at tracks. Let's go to uh, show up on Friday nights. And a lot of the young kids were, were doing the, the sport compact and, and everything. And so here you have these big four-wheel drive pickups pull up to the starting line against these little uh, sport compacts. And my guys would, of course, just blow them away and end up, uh, you know, a full truck length uh, at the end at the end in front of them and they pull back around they're like how do you do that to a truck <laughs> <laughs> well i have to tell you now 14 years later we're at uh, about 70 percent young market 18 to 35 oh that's great yeah so you you guys do uh promote drag racing and and truck pulls and uh, even truck shows right Truck shows, uh, you know, uh, we have a lot of guys that put a lot of money into these and even a lot of, you know, rat rods and uh, different kinds of custom builds, fabrications uh, with a diesel in it. It's pretty amazing what these guys have done on some of these older vehicles. You know, they'll take an old 49 Ford pickup and and, uh, even put a Caterpillar diesel engine in it and dual wheels and big exhaust and a beer keg for a gas, you know, fuel tank. Uh, you know, they just build these up like, like uh, crazy. And uh, 
it's pretty interesting to see what we have show up at the shows. And then we also have uh, dino competitions. Uh, the uh, one coming up uh, next weekend, we have one that's uh, called King of the Hill. And uh, these guys compete on the dino. Wow. What, what kind of power are those guys putting out? Well, generally it's uh, anywhere from 1,100 horse all the way up to almost 2,000 horse. That's, that's a lot of power. Yeah, that's uh, that's moving. That I, I know I saw. I don't know if it was at your event, but the uh, the black Dodge truck that was trying for some big numbers and uh, and he blew the top of the motor off. That was something that was all over social media about about a month ago. No, that was not our event. But yeah, you know our dyno. I don't allow him to do some of the things some of those other events do, like sure. uh, blow, blowing nitrous straight into the turbo. And oh wow. You know, I don't want a motor blowing up and throwing pistons into the crowd. That's right, nice. right. That's, yeah, that's one of the things I saw thing. was yeah. the piston was still smoking. Yeah, and somebody picked it up. Yeah, he picked it up like it was a foul ball. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty dangerous. And as you know, in motorsports, if we have an accident happen, it hurts all of us. Yes. Right, right. Uh, Insurance-wise, sponsor-wise, uh, that's not a good thing to have parts flying into the crowd. No, no that's no, not definitely not a good thing. So uh, generally, where are your events held at? We do a lot in rural areas because, face it, that's where the customer's at. I mean, diesel pickups and pickups in general are in rural areas. They use them for work. They use them for construction, for farming, for hauling, trailers. That's where everything's gonna gonna go is in the rural areas, and you know any more of the cities, uh, you don't need a a vehicle hardly anymore. So <laughs> right, yeah, I know you guys are in the Kansas City areas. Most of your stuff in the Midwest. No, not really. Uh, we're all over the country. Uh, okay. Our first event this year was in Southern Florida. Okay. Wow. And then the second one was Indiana. This one's our next one's in Pennsylvania. Then we're going to Memphis, Tennessee, and then back here to Kansas City, and then we're going back to Indiana. So wow. we, we've held them in all over the country. We've uh-huh. held them in uh, Utah, Texas, Nevada, California. There's big uh, interest everywhere then. Right. South Dakota, Nebraska. But mostly in the in the farm belts mm-hmm. because that's where pickups are used. Sure, right, right. Sure. I mean, rural communities. They there are small towns. They have to drive between towns to get to their jobs. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know you talked about getting uh, getting the younger generation involved with uh, with diesel motorsports. That's a lot of what we're our our real deal and what we're promoting constantly on our podcast. Um, what are you guys actively doing to get other, the younger folks involved? You know, in these rural communities, uh, many of them do come from farms and small towns Mm -hmm. and they learn to drive at 15 years old. They have to, to get to a job or even to school. I mean, a lot of these small towns don't even have their own schools anymore. Wow. They got to drive to the next town to get to school. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the youth market is getting into the, in rural areas driving early just like we went through and uh you know in big cities i've heard of kids that are graduating from high school that don't even have a driver's license wow yeah so 
It's a different, uh, that's where our market is, is the rural market. These kids get grandpa's pickup or their dad's pickup, uh, find out for, you know, it's still, if you look at the cost of what it takes to up the horsepower of a, of a diesel pickup, it's pretty reasonable. I mean, you could spend three to $4,000 and double the horsepower. That's pretty good bang for the book. Yeah, that is. That's, that's yeah. a lot. It seems better than a gasoline engine. Yeah. Well, try to do that on a sport compact. Right. That's not going to happen. No, that's right. not going to happen. So that's the reason these kids like it. And come on, what's more American than a big four-wheel drive pickup? <laughs> <laughs> that is that is exactly right. Because I've seen a lot of diesel conversions on formerly gasoline-powered you know, Mustangs and muscle cars and things like that mm-hmm. just for the shock factor. Have have you seen that with people and at your events oh, yeah. or and 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 are you a quote unquote diesel powered event no matter what it's what it's in? Uh yes. Okay. If they show up with a, a BMW with a diesel in it, mm-hmm. sure, I let them race. Okay. Yeah, that was my uh, that was my biggest question is if it has to be diesel powered, uh obviously, but no matter what it's in. So it doesn't matter what it is. Uh, just a few years ago at one event, we had a, uh, you know, one of those old uh, 80 diesel Mercedes show up. Oh, wow. yeah. I remember this those. thing was it was dog ugly, you know, that green metallic. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> and it was it was slow as molasses, but it was in an ET bracket. Uh-huh. Right. You know, and it was going down just slow, you know, yeah. as can be. And, and, uh, you know, people watched and laughed at it all day, but mm-hmm. come uh, time to write checks. When I went up to the winter circle, I said, Oh, what's that thing doing up here? Mm-hmm. My race director goes, uh, that old thing almost won the race, but he red lighted on the final. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Sometimes slow Again, and steady wins about- the race. Slow and steady <laughs> wins the race. Yeah. I've, I've That's driven great. a, a non turbo early eighties diesel Mercedes you know, the light turns green and you're halfway out and it turns yellow. <laughs> that was the one. Yeah. yeah. That was the one. Exactly. In fact, his, his wife almost wouldn't let him take the check for the winnings because she says that's more than what he paid for it. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, we have lots of fun with it. We actually have a, uh, a young man in uh, New Jersey that... Uh, put a uh, Duramax in a uh, 69 Chevelle. Oh, oh, yeah. And he'll be at next weekend's event, and it's a killer vehicle. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's very sharp looking, but it's got a diesel in it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Do you find a lot of more aftermarket companies are starting to get on board with uh, doing standalone diesel conversions for cars? Yes, there is. Uh, wiring harnesses, uh, changeovers, turbos has a lot to do with the motor i mean obviously you cannot take a stock motor that's rated for 300 horse and up it to a thousand and keep the internal parts the same oh understood right uh they blow up (laughs) right (laughs) i would see that you know it's like any gas race motor too i mean if you don't build it from the ground up for stability right yeah the basics uh, still still stay the same right yeah, rotating parts come apart whenever right. you get lots of horsepower and torque. Absolutely, I mean, you know that's the way it is. It's it's still 
automotive racing because uh, even on the newer trucks, I mean, they're they're pretty hefty. I mean, you know, 500 horse coming off the line. So, but still, you can do things to them that that doesn't void the warranty and keeps it still EPA compliant. Small things that'll up the horsepower on them. And, you know, most of my guys buy newer diesel pickups to haul the race vehicles there. And for comfort, because obviously the newer vehicles, uh, they're not your mom and dad's diesel pickup. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> no, definitely not. Them, I mean, they ride like a Cadillac. I mean, oh, yeah. Come on. yeah. <laughs> I mean, they have all the electronics and niceties of a full-blown nice car. Right, right, exactly. And they and they ride good loaded or unloaded and and they're yeah. trying to make they're they're trying to make everything uh a little bit more friendly for everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and you know, these guys they aren't going to avoid any warranty on a new vehicle mainly because they cost too much. Right, right. exactly, exactly. What do you think is the uh most popular diesel either uh to modify or conversion? Uh it's going to be historically for older trucks the commons okay which is the dodge right and if uh it's still pretty consistent but an old standby is uh a cummins motor you can change probably about up to 38 percent more power before you have to start changing internal parts Wow. Where Duramax is like 23%. Oh. Mm-hmm. And a Ford is 12%. I see. You'll see a lot more Ford pickups, obviously, because that's the number one selling pickup. Sure. But to change those vehicles, it takes a lot more internal parts earlier if you want power out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, li- and- I see a lot more like the rat rods and 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 swaps of the of the 12 valve, you know, Cummins. I see that quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems to be the, the power plant of choice from what I've seen. Right. Well, the old 12 valve, and I have one. Uh, yeah. That's my vehicle of favor. And uh, I drive it because it's the old mechanicals. They're non-electronic. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and they'll burn anything. I mean. <laughs> right, exactly. And I think that's why people use them as standalone and for swaps and stuff. Because you can get the thing to fire and it'll fire in anything. Yeah, I mean, you could you could pour vinegar and alcohol in it, and it it'd probably run. I mean. <laughs> right, right. So, so Ron, I guess that'll lead me into a question: How did you get into diesel vehicles? Well, I tell you what, I was an old uh, gas marketing automotive guy for years, and uh, I got a call in early two thousand. I forget which year, three or four, and it was from a young fellow in Indiana, and he says, "Hey." SEMA told me you're the guy for truck marketing in the Midwest. And I said, well, thank you, but uh, (laughs) maybe. And uh, I said, what are you doing? And he says, well, we're starting up a new diesel competition series. And we'd like to have you come and tell us what we're doing wrong or right or whatever we're doing. So this young man's name was Eric McBride, and he'd started the Diesel Hot Rod Association. Okay. And that was one of the original diesel only events. And the reason this was done was at the time, none of the drag racing tracks would allow pickups on the track at all. Oh, hmm. yeah, at all. Mm -hmm. 
They just said, you're not coming on this track. Wow. And some of them are still kind of that way today. Really? Yes, they are. What, what What's the reasoning for that? Oh, they, you know, it's just they, the trucks are higher, the four-wheel drive, the tires. They just feel it's not a, a racing vehicle. Okay. Hmm. And it tears up the track. And, you know, there's all kinds of reasons. I got gotcha. you. So... You know, the, this guy said, well, I'm going to start this. And then he said a lot of the fairgrounds at the time would not let diesel pickups compete in the tractor pulls. <laughs> interesting. So, yeah, interesting. And <laughs> guess what? Now they all want them to join, you know. Yeah, I, I bet. <laughs> so back then, they would not let them compete. So this young man and then my current partner, uh, Gene Money uh started this group and they had me come uh, their event was down in houston at the houston international raceway down there all right so i went down there and it was huge it, they had sled bowling they had dino competition they had uh truck racing and uh you know the trucks back then were not as powerful as they are today they <laughs> what we thought was high-powered trucks back then are street trucks today wow <laughs> Yeah, five to six hundred horse was was pretty powerful back then. Uh-huh. So, uh, yeah, I went down there and, and they had a huge crowd. And they go, "So what are we doing wrong?" And I said, "Well, okay, you're you're insured. You have safety rules. That's good. Uh, you're doing everything right. You have technicians." Uh, I said, there's only one thing I see you're missing. And I, they said, what's that? And I said, well, you get 5,000 pickups in the parking lot. <laughs> and no one's selling them anything. And they go, oh, yeah, do you think companies would be interested? Well, at the time. <laughs> you think you could market this to sell stuff to people? Hmm. Hmm. Well, at the time, I was marketing for about three of the companies that would, uh, yeah, they would they would bite at the bit to find 5,000 pickups in one location, you know? Yeah, wow. definitely. So I said, yeah, I think I could probably hook you up. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, for that's a couple of years, I helped them. And then they got into some partnership uh, financial issues and uh, they disbanded. And that's when we started NADM national association of diesel motorsports. And for uh sake of the english language we shortened it to diesel motorsports about 12 years ago Mm -hmm. and uh, we i've been doing it ever since and uh, people ask all the time uh, you know why do you keep on doing it and i'm like you know it's it's going to the rural communities and the young kids i mean these kids are fun i mean you know it reminds me of the old muscle car days Mm -hmm. right taking a vehicle, working on themselves. And even though, you know, the, the, some of these kids uh, take the beat up, rusted out truck, mm-hmm. uh, they're proud of it, you know? For and sure. I'll, I'll spend time with them and go, yeah, what'd you do to it? You know? Right. As much as a guy that bought an $80,000 truck and put 40000 into it, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's that's what it's about is, I mean, that's what hot riding's always been about is right. doing what you can with with what you have right and, and, and making the best of it exactly lack of funding always creates innovation right they get very creative and you know if you think back in the early 60s uh when 
when they came out with fuel injection mm-hmm. for racing, you know, all my guys laughed and went, Oh, wow. Fuel injection. You know, what is that? Mm-hmm. No one will ever afford that. Well, what's on every vehicle now? You know? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> fuel injection. That's exactly right. Well, and that's what's going to happen with our young diesel crowd. They've already made huge uh, progressive steps. And I think what some of our shops that are producing now are going to produce technology for the industry, for the OEMs. And even though the OEMs don't want to recognize it because it's changing their vehicles, Uh, yeah, I'm sure some of that's going to be on their vehicles in well, the near future. They they definitely have their eye on innovation. It doesn't matter where it comes from. Right. Yeah, it, it really doesn't matter at all. You you show a GM or Ford or Chrysler designer something, or they're certainly going to either publicly or secretly steal the idea and modify it themselves or just steal the idea. Right. Yes. Yeah, they're, they they're, they're paying attention one way or another. They are very much paying attention. Yeah. No different than when all of the auto manufacturers were uh, sneaking out to Woodward Avenue and paying attention <laughs> to all the street racers that were modifying factory vehicles. Uh huh. So you know they can they can diss these young kids all they want, but come on, they grew up in a better time and and smarter time than what we did. They're all computerized. Mm-hmm. Uh they're mechanical inclined and uh i tell you what they can solve a lot of things pretty quickly and uh, to have a computer sitting on the seat of the truck as it's going down the track uh and the next time they go down they can make adjustments uh yeah it's amazing to see these kids compete and uh do businesses like you said they're starting to say, well, why can't I build some of this and, right. and sell it? Right. right. And make that's a, what they're doing. Make a career out of it. Yeah, right. make a career out of it and, and see Absolutely. where they can go with it um, and do something that they love. Sure. So, well, um, in the future, where do you see Diesel Motorsports headed? Uh, I see it still being uh, two divisions. Uh, you know, it started out, there was only two or three really hot diesel vehicles that broke records and stuff because it takes i mean face it it takes a lot of money mm-hmm. to build a hot truck well there's more and more now because shops are building their own trucks to help advertise their shops and uh they're getting a lot of parts donated to them by a lot of the manufacturers because they want their name on their popular trucks sure. uh they're getting fast and there's so there's a fast division and then there's still the street division trucks the guys that want a tough fast truck driving for everyday use Mm -hmm. so these everyday use guys they're uh you know they're they they realize it changed about a year ago first it was give me the biggest turbo give me the hottest injectors (laughs) But they were blowing things up about every three months, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that gets expensive. <laughs> Very expensive. I mean, you know, the stage three transmission on some of these high horsepower, even a street trucks, close to ten thousand dollars. Wow. Yeah. So he replaced a, lot of a couple of those a year. Yeah. yeah exactly. Exactly. Um, and, and because I don't know, because I don't follow diesel as closely as maybe some of our listeners do. Um. 
explain the differences between your, if there are any clear lines between a street type vehicle and a race type vehicle. Oh, I'm, yeah, there, there is huge difference. Okay. Uh, you know, a street vehicle vehicle still has to follow DOT. Okay. And, and get inspected. So it's like a regular truck. Now, anytime you take an OEM vehicle and up the horsepower, you have to not just strengthen the motor. You got to strengthen everything. I mean, the cooling system, the brakes, the suspension. I mean, the first thing that, that goes on these is the suspension because Everybody knows the added weight for a diesel engine is quite a bit on it on a suspension front end, mm-hmm. right? And that's the first thing that wears out on these trucks is the front end. So there is quite a few companies now that build heavier uh, ball joints, heavier suspension, tie rods, everything. Uh, because I've seen them actually at the track when they take off. I mean, they can actually raise the end of the vehicle and then when it sets back down the wheels the tie rod ends just snap oh wow wow and, and the wheels go <laughs> i don't yeah. think that's a good idea no that's not a good thing <laughs> so you know they have to they have to strengthen the rest of the pickup to be a street pickup with high horsepower right but what most people don't understand is these are all tunable vehicles and if you're out regular working on a vehicle, I mean, you're not going to run at high horsepower driving down the road. You want the best mileage you can get. So they're going to have it where it's getting 20, 22 miles to the gallon mm-hmm. all in a trailer. Mm-hmm. And try doing that with a gas pickup. Yeah, not going to happen. No. <laughs> you're going to be about eight, nine miles a gallon. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that happens. That happens very quickly. So, you know, these guys are, they're they're not turning these things up out on the street. They're trying to get the best mileage. And and of course, when you get the best mileage, it's adding more air to the combustion. Mm -hmm. It's not adding fuel. It's adding more air. Right. And adjusting the injector and the turbo. So it'll burn that combustion. What are, what are the high, uh, high horsepower numbers for a streetable pickup oh these guys will easily run uh you know 800 to a thousand horse okay and what kind of times are those vehicles turning at the track oh on a quarter mile they'll easily do 11s 12s that's pretty quick for a for a big old truck <laughs> yeah seven thousand pound four-wheel drive truck yeah it's yeah, not too not too shabby since not too shabby. our old muscle cars barely did that right right, right. <laughs> is that what you guys normally runs quarter mile no it changes okay uh, depending on the track and i got you the, the, the higher speed guys like to go an eighth of a mile which over 10 years ago of course my old racing experience and uh, gas i said hey why don't we go to an eighth of a mile and they all went oh no, we want to go quarter well as they got faster and faster they soon found out the reason i suggest eighth of a mile is because it's less breakage right <laughs> <laughs> yeah because there's even though i mean the diesel doesn't like high rpm uh it it doesn't like it 
Mm-hmm. But what kills it is the torque. Okay. The torque is different, hot, much different than a gas vehicle, obviously. Mm-hmm. And it's converting that torque and horsepower to the wheels. That's a huge issue with the diesels because of the torque. It snaps everything. I would I would guess all U joints and 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 all the drive components and anything rotating is uh easily broken. Well, to give you an idea, I saw a guy with a triple turbo Duramax shear the bolts off his torque converter. Wow. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Don't know that I've ever seen a gas vehicle do that. I've never seen a gas vehicle <laughs> do that. I've seen it pitch the torque converter out of the transmission. Sure. Yeah. But I've never seen it pitch the uh, bolts, shear the bolts off it. Yeah. That's a lot of torque. Yes, sir. That's a lot of torque. So <laughs> that's always been an issue. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason a lot of the newer, faster diesels have ditched the pickup completely. It's tube frame and fiberglass body. I see. So in other words, it's a, it's a pro mod dragster. I see. Right, right. Yeah, it may have a a solid truck frame, but everything else on it is no firewall, tube frame, fiberglass body. Purpose built vehicle. Mm-hmm. Purpose built vehicle. And you're talking to, you know, a couple of hundred thousand. Wow. What, what kind of times are those trucks running? Uh, right now in an eighth mile, some of them are in the fours. My word. That's moving. Fives, but I've got full-size pickups that are in an eighth mile hitting six is pretty easy right so upper fives in a regular full-size pickup right as as a as as like a real door slammer yeah yeah wow yeah that's that's (laughs) impressive that is some big numbers (laughs) and some of them even though even though they trailer them in Mm -hmm. uh yes they're still licensed right uh because of the leftover, but you know, who wants to drive a, uh, again, when you set these things up for racing or pulling, you're not going to want it on the street. You know, the suspension's tighter. I mean, it rides like a lumber wagon. Right. Right. And it's especially a pulling truck. I mean, they're blocked solid suspensions. Uh, if you're a road in a pulling truck, uh, it'd jar your teeth loose in 30 feet. I mean, <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> They're pretty rough riding. And so when people go, oh, look at that, that wouldn't be good for the street. I'm like, are you kidding me? That's yeah. trailer in, guys. It's, right, right. I challenge you to even get in that thing and drive it down the street. I mean, right, right, right. Purpose built, but they're using it for the purpose that they built it for, though. Right, so that's, right, exactly. Yeah. Is is there any one vehicle that's ever competed in your uh, in your shows? That has done every event that has been a puller and has been a drag racer or anything like that? Some of them try to do it. It's just a okay. different animal. It's a different animal if you're going to be successful. Oh, I mean, no, and I completely understand that. I'm just seeing if some someone out there decided that, hey, I'm going to try and do all of these. And there is tough truck competitions where they do that. Mm-hmm. They have to change the, the engine, mm-hmm. the drivetrain. Wow overnight to mm-hmm. compete which is to me that's yeah that's that's not the same truck when you do right, all that right right it's it's totally different animal i know yeah. we were talking about horsepower and torque and everything for drag racing where's our numbers and stuff for pulling 
Uh, it's about the same. Okay. I mean, uh, the difference in pulling is you're competing on a clay dirt track, uh, 300 feet. Wow. And the sled has a, uh, weight box that starts back at the back. So you're starting at about a five to 8,000 pound tongue weight, uh, for the start of the pull. But by the time you get to the end of the 300 feet, I mean, sometimes it's upward 25 to 50,000 pounds. Tongue when that weight. weight. When that weight box hits the end, yeah, they generally stop. <laughs> I I bet. Yeah. Wow. And then they just dig a hole. You know, they dig a hole in the dirt. <laughs> but uh, it's, uh, it's a lot of power, immediate power right. in sled pulling. And a lot of torque. And I see so, a lot of the sled pull trucks have multiple engines on them. And, and is that common with diesel? Uh, not as much. I mean, there's a few that, that do that. But again, those are very expensive vehicles to have. Right, right, so sure. the common guys are generally one engine. Um, and they are trailered in. Again, these vehicles are not street worthy. I mean, they're strictly built for competition. Right. Um, they're not... Uh, they're not street trucks at all. I mean, right. we do have a couple of street classes called work stock, which is now purely <clears throat> stock mm -hmm. turbos. Now they can do other things to it, you know, air intake, tires, right, uh, tuning, stuff like that. But, you know, it's it's got to have the original stock turbo in it. I see. And, you know, generally a farm truck will pull five to 20,000 pounds every day mm -hmm. so you know it's fun to watch them uh take the farm trucks and see what they can do and that gets them started into the sport and then for the higher end street trucks which go upward to 1200 horse we have a hot work stock and it's got to be a, a licensed vehicle and uh yeah those things are pretty high horsepower and and uh they're fun to watch too yeah, I'm I'm glad to hear that you have different levels of competition, that nothing is just uh super giant and that's all you get. You have entry level type stuff, stock or stock appearing stock type stuff, and, and that gives the people with less deep pockets the ability to be involved with your event. Well, that's how we get them hooked. I mean, it's look at when we were kids and then it was in the muscle car deal. Right. Uh, you started out with a beat up car and added different things to it. And pretty soon you got to where, uh, you wanted the high end vehicle, right? right. Bigger, bigger, better, better always takes over. Well, and that's, that's funny with these guys, you know, they'll, they'll, uh, buy a truck an old used truck and they'll go, wow, I'm going to, I'm going to put a bigger turbo on. Well, okay. Uh, you know, $3,000 later, you got a bigger turbo. Well, with a bigger turbo, it's like, well, I'm not seeing much. Well, if you put a bigger turbo, you need bigger air intake. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, then you need hotter injectors. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it, it, it is all a, snowballs. <laughs> it does. It's a domino effect and yep. it just, it all snowballs crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's, it just sounds like hot riding 
period. Yeah, I mean, hot rodding in general. That's just the way it's always it been, you know. It's just a yeah, different, different avenue. Been. Yeah, it's hot rodding yeah. with no spark plugs. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 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 by the way, you added all that. Well, now you need a hotter fuel pump. You know? Of course. <laughs> oh, yeah. That is exactly and correct. Then, and then you start breaking transmissions or, or drivetrain or something. Or, yes. Yeah, you, you'll always, you build horsepower, you're going to find your next weakest link. Mm-hmm. And you upgrade that, and then it's the next weakest link. I mean, that's just it's just the way it's always been, always always will be. A seventy thousand dollars <laughs> set of hubcaps, yeah, because you <laughs> you put those on the truck, and then you change the tires, and then you change the lift, and then you change the engine, and you look back and you say, "Man, shouldn't have got those hubcaps." Yeah, what did I keep? <laughs> what did I keep? <laughs> I just jacked up exactly. the radiator cap, and I built a whole truck under yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly how it starts. And of course, you know, the whole time I'm like, oh yeah, my sponsors love this, you know? Oh yeah. (laughs) More parts, more parts. Unbelievable. You know, when people say, well, uh, you know, what do you do? And I go, well, if you think about it, I take perfectly grown men, take perfectly good pickups, add parts to it so they can come to our events and, uh, compete, break it, and then they can uh, come back and fix it and come back and compete again. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. And they go, well, why would they do that? And I go, it's America, man. Yes, <laughs> that is that it's, is the basic what roots we of do. hot rodding. Yeah. Yes, yeah, that's what we do. It's the basic roots of hot rodding. It's everything. Yeah, build it, break it, build it, break it. Build, build it, it break, break it, it fix it race yeah. it yeah yep, yep. then <laughs> repeat then repeat right <laughs> that is exactly correct and that's awesome well i've uh, loved hearing about diesel motorsports and the history of you and diesel motorsports and that's great you can spend some time with us today yeah it's been great absolutely and uh we have an event next weekend in new media pennsylvania uh the east coast diesel nationals okay and that's one of the few venues where you can actually watch racing and pulling at the same time. Oh, wow. Go, going down the track, we run them at the same time. Mm-hmm. The pulling track is right next to the drag strip. Wow. Oh, cool. And you can sit in the grandstands and watch both. Just pivot oh. back and forth and watch it all. That's incredible. Yeah, that's how neat. can our uh, How can our listeners find you? Now's your time to plug uh, plug your website. Motorsports.us. And on Facebook, it's just plain Diesel Motorsports. Great. All right. Very good. Well, thanks for spending some time with us, Ron. Thank you. Hey, it's been a pleasure. Good to talk with you guys and talk about what uh, we have fun with diesels. Great. Thanks, man. I'm sure some people out there love to hear us talk. We would love to hear other people talk to us. There's a good way. Our listeners can find it on our website. If you go to getoutanddrive.com, scroll to the bottom, you can find the clickable link to our listener hotline button, and you get to talk to us. So people can leave us messages. Right. Praise. Yes. Hate mail. Accolades. 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 It's called accolades. Accolades. Gotcha. Yes. Anybody out there that wants to talk to us? Yeah. Maybe we'll play it on our podcast. Yeah. If you have questions, we can answer questions. Yes, exactly. Have suggestions. Yes, suggestions. Talk about life. We can answer life's problems. No. No? Well, we want to hear from you. Low-profile tires on a 4x4? Let us know. Be sure to follow our friends at RacingJunk.com. Use the promo code GETOUT to receive 50% off your Pro Club membership. Make sure you check out our website, getoutanddrive.com, for everything you never wanted to know about our podcast. You can learn more about us. You can buy merchandise. 
and just check out all the fun stuff on our website. We're also on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Like, share, give us your comments. Tag us on Twitter at Get Out and Drive Pod. What, what drives, drives you? you?